But Psalm 54 is where we're going to read tonight as we continue on. Continue, continue. <laughs> Been a while since I made up new word. There it is, continue. As we continue on in, uh, in our series standards. Why bother? Did I get on all right back there, Skylar? I'm okay. Psalm 54, verse number one. The Bible says, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. I titled the message tonight, Sacrifice, a Standard of God. And it truly is. And... Uh, I'm hoping I can make my point tonight. We'll see how that goes. Let's pray. Father, one last time we ask for your power. We need it so badly just to preach this message the way you'd have it done. We pray that you'd open the ears of the listeners and let them hear what you have for them tonight. And Father, that uh, certainly people would respond, however you might deal with hearts tonight, that people would respond in such a manner that it would help them and bless you. We pray these things and trust you for them all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. Please do be seated. <clears throat> Last week we looked at a couple of uh, definitions for standard. And let me refresh you of that because there's really two that are kind of opposing one was this one, that which is established by a sovereign power <clears throat> as rule or measure by which others are to be adjusted. And we know who our sovereign power is. Somebody say amen. amen. We know that's true. And we want that. We want the standard to be, a, be uh, established by him. But the other one was this. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. That which is established as a rule or model by the authority of public opinion or respectable opinions, or by custom, or by general consent, as in writings which are admitted to be the standard of style and taste. And that's pretty much the standard of this world, isn't it? Public opinion, respectable, respectable opinions, custom, uh, general consent, what people believe to be true, um, writings which are admitted to be standard of style or taste, and there's all types of writings out there today and to, to the fact that it's very, very, uh, that it's very, very scary. And last week, while we were looking at the temptation of Christ in the wilderness by the devil, we determined that God's standard for us is what? Was anybody here last week? The Bible, the Word of God, absolutely so. No, His standard for us, if you're saved by the grace of God, truly saved by the grace of God, washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Spirit of God lives in you, then the standard for your living is this book. 
this old King James Bible. Absolutely so. Come on. Jesus over and again told the devil, for it is written. It is written. It is written. Preacher, where do I go to find out what I need to do? Go to the Bible. Uh, come to me. I'll help you to look in the Bible. But I don't have all the answers. God is the one that has all the answers. The, it's just right there before us. He, 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 he sacrificed some of his best saints that we can have it in our hand even tonight. Anyway, tonight here in the psalm, as in other psalms, we find David crying out to God. And there's really no need to think that the prayers of David are unnecessary. I mean, he cried out to God quite a bit, didn't he? And he did that because his prayers were a part of his walk with God. It was part of his walk with God. He was talking with God. We're commanded in the New Testament to pray without ceasing. And so, man, David was a good prayer, wasn't he? I mean, and he prayed about just about everything along the way. And in verse number three, where we read tonight, David identified his enemies and his need to the Lord in, in, in expectancy. He said they were strangers that they don't identify with the God of Israel. Israel. Uh, not only are they godless, but they are also very ungodly. And then in verses 4 and 5, David states his confidence in God to take care. I, I like this. He states his confidence in God to take care of both the ungodly and change his circumstances by placing him back on the throne where he belonged. So he said, Lord, I know you're going to take care of my enemies. And I know you're going to give me divine direction as I just listened to you. Well, that's a good place for all of us to get. I want y'all to get in with me tonight because that is a good place for all of us to get. Come on, God will fight our battles for us. Our focus needs to be on Him and what He has for our life and the direction He has for us. He will set us up. He will establish us. He will uphold us. He is there for us. Verse number four, uh, God will protect David. Verse number five, God will uh, reward the ungodly. He's going to take care of them one of these days. Well, I get so fed up with everything that I read and see. Well, not everything, a lot of things I read and see about how the ungodly just continue to prosper. It seems like, like those that are so against God are so lifted up by this world, and they are. And I get so frustrated sometimes. And I have to remind myself that one of these days, God's going to take care of all that. He'll take care of all of that. Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy, way, all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. So it, it is really His statement in verse number 6 of the psalm that I want to reference uh, as a start tonight. He says this, I will freely... What's that next word? sacrifice unto thee. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. And I want to break this portion down to understand real quickly here to understand what this sacrifice is. So let's think about how it's biblically, biblically defined first. Over in 2 Samuel chapter 24 and verse 24, the Bible says this, And the king said unto Arana, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price, neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God, uh, God of that which doth cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. 
neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. There was some sacrifice there. Sacrifice. Romans 12. Turn over there real quick. Romans 12. You've got it marked. Romans chapter 12. I know it's a familiar portion of Scripture, but it's good for us to look at it. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, look at it with me, that you present your bodies a living, what's the next word? Sacrifice. Holy. Not W-H-O-L-L-Y, but H-O-L-Y. That we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Look at those next three words. Acceptable unto God. which is your reasonable service. It's not unreasonable that God would ask us to sacrifice. I'll say it again, it's not unreasonable at all that God would ask us to sacrifice the way that He would have us to sacrifice. And it goes on in verse number two, and be not, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I find it very easy, ladies and gentlemen, please get with me. I find it very easy to say that if we are going to know God's perfect will for our lives, it's going to take sacrifice. There's a lot of people that do not enjoy their Christianity and do not have any real direction from God whatsoever because they're unwilling to sacrifice in any way, shape, or form. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm telling you, I, I, just, I just believe that the anemic Christianity that we see today in the United States of America is because of this. An unwillingness to sacrifice. Nobody wants to sacrifice. Nobody wants to commit. Nobody wants to give of themselves. It's what little I can do to get by. It's as long as I'm looking good in the eyes of others. It's as long as I'm, you know, I'm coming to church, preacher, good night. Good night. What more do you want? I want whatever God wants. But that sacrifice is the standard that God has set. Not men. God set that standard. He did. He said it. <clears throat> so that's biblically defined. But even tonight in, in verse number six and what we're looking at uh, back there in Psalm chapter 54, uh, the, the, uh, let's, let's think of the context of this where he said, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. So let's break it down. No, no, real quick here. He said, I. That's us as individuals. Come on, that's me and you. That's not a group thing. That's personal. Sacrifice is personal. We have to decide whether or not we're going to sacrifice. Come on, your husband can't decide it for you. Your wife shouldn't decide it for you. Your children certainly shouldn't decide it for you. Your parents can't decide it for you. You have to decide whether or not you're going to sacrifice that it's, in, it's personal. <clears throat> he said, I will freely. So it must be your decision because sacrifice is free will. It's free will. 
I had somebody leave the service on Sunday morning and say, Preacher, I just disagree with you about one thing. And I said, Well, I'm pretty used to that. But what is it? He said, He said, God can make you do. God will make you do things. Well, I know better than that. God won't make you do anything. I said, He won't make you do anything. Uh, he, 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 certainly, uh, he certainly urges us to do things, doesn't he? Prompts us to do things, but God will not make us do anything. He will not. No, 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 no. Sacrifice, even sacrifice, is free will. Am I willing to sacrifice my time? Am I willing to sacrifice my treasure? Am I willing to sacrifice the talent that I have? No, no, it's free will. I will freely sacrifice. That's uh, costing you something. I'm saying sacrifice is costly. It will cost you something. And depending on how God works in your life, it may cost you a lot or it may cost you a little. But real sacrifice will cost you something. Well, I want to sacrifice, but I don't want to give up anything. See, that's the problem with most folks. I'm not pointing fingers in here. I'm just saying that's the problem with most folks. I mean, they read this stuff, and boy, doesn't that sound good, but when it comes down to real sacrifice, really costing them something, um, that's where it's just like, well, you know, we let other people do things like that. Yeah, yeah. So he said, I will freely sacrifice unto, unto. That's giving priority to, because sacrifice is selfless. I will sacrifice unto. My life's verse, if I do sign a Bible, I sign it with this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15, where it says, and that he, Jesus, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So once we're saved by the grace of God, we're no longer to live unto ourselves. It's God's standard. He said it. We are to live unto Him, the one that died for us and rose again. Come on, it's God's standard. Come on, some of you, some of you aren't in on this, but I don't care. I'm going to keep on going. <clears throat> he said, unto thee. Sacrifice unto thee. So it's a decision for God. You're not making a decision for others. You're making it for God. Because sacrifice is pointed. Boy, Brother Marshall, preacher, boy, I tell you, sometimes you just get very pointed. I, I'm telling you, this book is pointed. And, and, I, and no, 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 no. If we're going to die to self and live unto God, if we're going to live the life that God would have us to live, if we, are going to have, if we are going to allow God to set the standard in our life, we might as well get ready for some pointedness. Because once we, no, 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 once we decide that we will do that, and we begin to pray and read our Bible the way that we should, taking in what God has for us, He's going to continue to deal with us, isn't He? Oh, come on, I've been saved 38 years, and I remember when God dealt with me about this, and it's like, oh, I don't know, and then God, God, gave, me, God gave me grace and, and victory there, and then God dealt with me about this, and God gave me grace and victory there, and then God deal, dealt with me about this, and He gave me grace and victory there, and guided me along the way, and here it is 38 years later, and God says, what about this, Bill? 
I mean, God continues to work in our life, doesn't he? You know why? No, 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 because none of us have arrived. None of us are perfect. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved or how many times you've read the Bible or how many days you've been in church or whatever the case may be, we all need more, don't we? We all need more help from God. Sacrifice is a decision for God. It's, it's very pointed. He said, I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. You know, it's a really good thing. It's a really good thing to give thanks and praise to the Lord. And we really need to understand that the goodness of God demands our sacrifice. The goodness of God demands our sacrifice. Absolutely so. So I want to I want to I want to talk about a few things. And um, if you'll stay with me, we'll get through this. We'll get through this quickly. <clears throat> There's a sacrifice of holiness. And a sacrifice of holiness will cost you the world. What are you talking about, preacher? Psalm chapter 4 and verse number 5, the Bible says, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. So we are to make a decision to do right in the sight of God and not fall in line with the traditions and the fashions of this world. No, no, no. The sacrifices of righteousness, doing right in the sight of God. Come on, remember? Holy. We're to present our bodies holy. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Look, our God is holy and desires that we be holy. That's the standard that He set for us. We are to, we are to sacrifice our wants and our desires for His wants and His desires. That's what he wants us to do. That will set us apart. Please listen to me. I guarantee you that will set us apart from this world that we live in today as we give in to him, as we're willing to do that. Uh, But number two, the sacrifice of joy. Because if we're willing to really sacrifice the way that God would have us to sacrifice, it's going to cost you, get this and don't get mad at me, it's going to cost you your self-pity. Do what? Psalm 27, 6 says this, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. It is good for us to remember who, who God is and what he has done for us. Amen. <clears throat> It, when, when that is done, when that is done, it's hard for us to have a pity party. No, when we realize who He is and what He's done for us. It, it's hard for us to throw a pity party. And even when we feel like doing so, we should offer sacrifices of joy and we should sing praises unto the Lord when given the chance to do so. I'm telling you, doing that will help your heart and your view of what's going on in your life at any given time. 
It frustrates me to no end as the pastor to stand on the platform and try to sing as I, I can't, but I try to sing and it frustrates me to look out over the congregation and see people not singing. Because, no, 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 because I know there's a problem here when they're not singing. It's a problem that's here when that's happening. For sure. No, no, no. They've forgotten who God is because we don't sing those songs to each other. We're singing unto Him. And, and it's about His goodness and His mercy. It's about His sacrifice and the blood that was shed for us. And the list goes on about the good things that we can sing. No, the sacrifice of joy. Well, I, preacher, I, 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 it's hard for me to have joy because of all these things going on in my life. Well, remember that God saved your soul and He reserved a place in heaven for you. And He has given you a life that you never dreamed that you could live. And it's a good thing to come into the house of God with the sacrifice of joy. I'm going to praise Him no matter what's going on in my life and I'm going to trust him to do what I can't I'm telling you doing so will help your heart and it will help your view of what's going on in your life at any given time I'm telling you if we can sing unto the Lord even with tears running down our cheeks because of everything that's going on in our life it will help us it will encourage us But also there's the sacrifice of repentance. And that's going to cost you your sin. Real repentance. Psalm 51, 17 says this, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Romans chapter 6, verse 11 says this, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of, of righteousness unto God. If we're going to do that, it's going to have to, uh, if we're going to do that, it's going to uh, cause us to repent of some things, isn't it? We can't use our instruments, our body, what God has given us, we can't use them for, the, for, for uh, the righteousness of God if we have a bunch of sin in our life. There needs to be repentance. Well, preacher, it's not like I haven't asked forgiveness of that. Well, okay, that's good, that's wonderful, and certainly when we mess up, we should ask forgiveness, but there needs to be Repentance. That we would come down not just asking forgiveness, but asking God to deliver us. Asking God to give us the strength and the grace and the wherewithal to overcome those things. Bringing things down to the altar and laying them on the altar and leaving them there on the altar and going back to your seat instead of just picking it up and taking it back with you and continuing on to do the same thing day after day after day after day after day. We, We turn this thing of Christianity in some type of Fun deal where, you know, we can go down and we can confess to God and then we can just go on and do whatever we want to. Heavens to Betsy, that's never the way that God intended for it to be. He wants us to give our life to Him. He wants us to sacrifice ourselves for Him. But we live in such a demented generation. 
a self-serving generation that has conjured up this uh, Jesus of their own that they have, this Jesus that will allow them to live any way they want to live and do whatever they want to do and deny the doctrines of the Bible and just go ahead and live in sin because I don't really feel like that sin. Yeah. That's where we are. I'm not pointing fingers in here. I'm just saying that's exactly where we are. But you know what happens, Brother Nathan? That stuff, if we're not careful, no, no, no. That stuff, it, it gets in here. And we start thinking crooked because we're not following the book the way that we should. It's all about our feelers now, how we feel about things. Instead of really what God wants us to do and how God wants us to be. Or you really just think that God just wants us to, to, you just really think that God just wants us to give ourselves completely to him? Heavens to bet you, you can't read the Bible without seeing that. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Something that, no, 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 a, a sacrifice, um, a living sacrifice is going to be willing to do whatever God wants it to do. Amen. Go wherever God wants it to go. I don't want to get too he- far, far ahead of myself, but, but I, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we, we have to be careful about letting all of this watered-down Christianity begin to be something that's in our own minds and thoughts and give us direction instead of the Word of God giving us direction. Amen. People don't even like the word standards anymore. You say standards, everybody says, what you going to do? What you going to do? I'm telling you, God has set a standard. No, no. I mean, why don't we just yield ourselves to that? God has set a standard. God has standards for the way that we should be living. It's there. Well, nobody's going to tell me how to live. I know nobody, not even God's going to tell you how to live. Mercy sakes alive. Look, look, I just want to tell you what God has to say. Then you can decide what you're going to do with it. But the more that you listen to God and do what God would have you to do, the more blessed you're going to be. I can tell you that. It's just a fact. It's an absolute fact. It's just a fact. Acts chapter 8 verse 22 says, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray, God, if perhaps the thoughts of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Repentance. Dying to self. Leaving the sin behind. But there's also the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Because see, no, 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 listen to me. It will cost you your self-worth. Psalm 107 verse 22 says this, And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. I, I hear this a lot as I've, I, as I've traveled in the past and even as I travel some now, different places and people hear my testimony, how God saved me out of the horrible lifestyle that he did and all that. I, I hear these things, boy, Brother Marshall, boy, boy, I tell you, you you've really come a long way. You've really, you're really doing good. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, no. He's doing good. Everything, anything that I am, it's good because of him. It's nothing because of me because I know me real well. And it's only because that I have been willing along the way, up on some of it, but I've been willing along the way to listen to God and try to take the steps he wants me to take. And all these years later, I'm still trying to do that. And any good thing that happened in my life, it happened because of him. It's all about him and it's not about me. It's all about him and it's not about you. Frustrates, mm, frustrates me to no end 
People make up their mind what they're going to do without talking to God about it. People make up their mind how they're going to live without talking to God about it. People make, a, make up their mind about how they're going to live their day-to-day lives and just, don't even, just ignore the Bible as much as you can. Just ignore it. I'm telling you, no, 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 no. No, no. Sacrifice is part of God's standard. Well, you know, you just need to come to Jesus and then we can just have one big jam party from there on out. I'm telling you, no, no, no. Christianity isn't about having some party. Christianity is about living a life that is completely opposite of the way this world is going. Amen. Well, I tell you what, preacher, if you get off all this junk, you liable to really fill up this place. It's not my job to fill up this place. It's my responsibility to tell people, thus saith the Lord, what the book says. And this is the part of it that most of this world does not want to hear anything about. It's even as I said just a few moments ago. You just mentioned standards and people, it locks them up. But God has set a standard. And we should take heed to what He has to say. And we should be willing to yield. I mean, give Him the right of way in everything that we do. Absolutely so. It's all about Him. Look, when we finally quit glorifying ourselves and when we finally trash the I'm number one mentality and give God his rightful place in our lives, I mean, realizing that we are nothing without him, we will begin to thank him as we should and we will begin to declare his works and not our works. It's just a fact. But also there's the sacrifice of prayer. And prayer, get this, get this, please get this. It will cost you your will. Prayer. It will cost you your will. Psalm 141 verse 2 says this, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You do realize, right, as we pray, we're not trying to get God to bend to our will. We are submitting ourselves to His will. Okay. We're not trying to get God to think like we're thinking. We're to be submitting to what He wants in our life. His will for our life. If, 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 you, if you come down... If you come down to the altar at invitation time, you're not coming down here to gain the favor with God. No, 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 no. You already have favor with God through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not coming down here trying to gain favor with God, not at all. You're coming down here to hopefully to yield yourself to Him and hopefully praying, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, Lord, but thine be done. What do you want me to do? Oh, come on. The model prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And again, we're talking about God's standard. We should want God's will done in our life. Well, uh, preacher, can I have God's will done in my life and, you know, kind of go ahead and live the way I want to? Probably not. 
Probably not. Probably not. <clears throat> as we submit to God's will, as we, as we ask Him for, for the help, yield to Him, Lord, I, I, I want to be in Your will. I want to be in Your perfect will. As we do that, He will guide us if we'll listen. And He'll probably prune some things off of us. He'll probably purge some things out of our life as we do that. Because there's probably things here and there that just need to be taken care of. Things that need to be uh, removed. Things that need to be put in. And we have to be willing to listen to Him. Please, please, please stay with me. We have to be willing to listen to Him during that time. Uh, no, I remember not long after I got saved and began to just really seek God the way that Anyway, I really began to seek God, and it was like, I mean, He dealt with me about this, and dealt with me about that, and you need to get this out, and you need to get that out, and you need help here, and you need to start doing this, and you need to start doing that. And here's what I found out, Brother Dan, the more that I did those little things that He spoke to my heart about, the more I kept moving forward. But when it come to that place that he dealt with me about something and I was just like, nah, I don't know about that. Then I seemed to kind of put the brakes on right there, Brother Mike. Yep. Until I finally came to the place that God is right and I'm wrong. Amen. And I'm just willing to continue to follow his will. And here's what happened. As I continued to do that and give in to him here and give in to him there and do those things, my life just got better and better. And so people say, well, man, you, you know, I mean, what did you give up to serve God? I've not given up anything to serve God. Well, no, I'll say it again. I've not given up anything to serve God that was good for me. I, I, no, no, I've not given up anything. I've not given up anything that would help me to live my life and be a light in this dark world. Well, you know, preacher, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I, you know, boy, uh, you know, God's will. You know, we get in God's will, it's, we're probably going to be miserable. Oh yeah, that's 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 the way your heavy, heavenly Father wants you to be. He just wants you to be miserable. I, I'm sure you sense the sarcasm there. I hope you do, because our God doesn't want us to be miserable. And anything that He leads us to as we follow His will, He gives us grace. The hard stuff that we might have to go through, the grace of God is there. And the more we yield to Him, the more He does in our life, and the more He does in our life, the more that we love Him, the more we love Him, the more that we're willing to sacrifice for Him. Come on, just a few more. There's a sacrifice of praise. But praise will cause you your pride as you begin to praise God. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, By Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. You know, some are, some are quick to praise God in our song service and during the preaching. Some are more exuberant than others in here, but then there are some that are just seem to be concerned about what others might think about them if they voice their praise. 
I'm telling you, it would help you to praise God when you feel like you should. There are those that won't take time to offer up the praises of God, though, even in their prayer closet. They won't take time to just lift their hands and praise the Lord for a while. No, it's not hurtful. Go home and shut yourself off somewhere where nobody can see you and practice some praise. Lifting your hands in surrender to God. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Praise is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Some of you, when you get to heaven, you're going to be going... Pretty sure when we get there, all our inhibitions will be gone. And we can freely praise Him at that time. But we ought to be practicing it down here. He is worthy of our praise. You should learn to praise Him for who, listen to me, for who He is and for what He has done. Praise His name for a while. Just praise His name for a while. He's got a lot of them. Just praise His name for a while. So thankful that, that he's Jehovah Sidkenu, he's our righteousness, and I'm thankful he's Jehovah Makedesh, he is the God who sanctifies, and I'm thankful that he's Jehovah Shalom, he is my peace, and I'm thankful that he's Jehovah, Jehovah Shama, he is the God that is there, and I'm thankful that he's Jehovah Rophi, he is the God who heals, and I'm thankful he's Jehovah Jireh, he is the God that supplies, and I'm thankful that he's Jehovah Nisi, he is God that is our banner, and I'm thankful that he's uh, Jehovah Rohi, he is our shepherd I'm telling you learn to praise him for a while you you, it will help your heart learn to praise him in public learn to praise him in private it will help your walk with him but also there's the sacrifice of your body and that's going to cost you please get this please don't no 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 don't check out yet that's going to cost you your popularity with the world Again, Romans 12.1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And there's so many directions I could go with this, and I don't have time. We're going to continue on with this series, and we'll get into more, but there's so many directions I could go right here. But when you present your body a living sacrifice to the Lord, you're giving Him you, lock, stock, and barrel, Everything. All of you. Your whole life. Your whole being. It's kind of like this. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours to do with with as you wish. I'll live the way you want me to live. I'll go wherever you would have me to go. I'll do whatever you would have me to do. I'll give up whatever you would have me to give up, and I'll take up whatever you'd have me to take up. No holding back. Lord, no matter what anyone else thinks or says or does, I'm all yours. Whatever you want. What do you mean you don't do this? Well, I'm trying to live for God. What do you mean you don't go there? 
I'm just doing my best to be pleasing unto my God. Uh, Why do you always ask me to come to church? Well, because I want you to know God the way that I know God. Uh, Why do you always dress like that? I just want to be pleasing to my God. He watches me all the time. Oh, no, no. You'll begin to lose your popularity as you begin living your life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have to make the decision whether popularity of the world or popularity in God's eyes is the most important. Because he has set a standard for the way we live, what we do, where we go, what we don't do. He set a standard for that, hasn't he? Oh, definitely so. But we have to be willing to give ourselves to him completely. Fewer and fewer, fewer and fewer are willing to do that these days. But it's the greatest thing that anyone could ever do with their life. Could ever do with their life. And then there's the sacrifice of love. But it's, that's going to cost you your anger and your bitterness. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 says this, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. Loving others, loving others isn't as simple as just saying, hey, I love you, I love you, oh, I love you. It's, no, 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 it's not that simple because we, as born-again children of God, are supposed to love others the way that Christ loves us. And that's an unconditional, self-sacrificing, caring, forgiving type of love that will cause you to work things out. Please get this. That will cause you to work things out with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And instead of allowing things to brew in your heart and keep you separated from them. There's way too much that goes, goes, there's way too much that that goes on in churches across our nation. Oh, I love you. I love you. No, you don't. No, 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 no. You can't sit out there with aught in your heart against somebody else. No, no, you're holding something against somebody else and say that you are where you need to be with God. It does not line up with Scripture whatsoever. It doesn't line up whatsoever. Not at all. If we're going to really have any hint of revival this next week as Brother Davison preaches, this is something that needs to be addressed. What are you saying? I'm saying that you're picking and choosing who you're going to fellowship with and who you're not going to fellowship with isn't helping you. It's not helping your kids. It's not going to help anybody around you. Why not just go ahead and get that fair sickle spirit out of your heart and sacrifice it upon the altar tonight? Mercy's sake's alive, we're to forbear one another, love one another, exhort one another, encourage one another. Quit trying to act like you're spiritual while holding on to things in your heart against other people because it ain't working whether you can see it or not. It's not working. It's hurting you and it's hurting the people around you. And it needs to be taken care of. We also have the sacrifice of service. Come on, just a few more. Sacrifice of service. But sacrifice of service will cost you your life. Philippians 2.17 says, Yea, and if I, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with all of you. 
I want you young people to listen to me for just a minute, if you will, please. Surrender your life to serve God. Well, I was hoping at least one of your older folks would agree with me. You young folks, while you're young, surrender your life to serve God. Surrender your life to serve God. I'm going to serve God with the rest of my life. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve God. No, no, I'm talking about surrendering your life to serve God. No, no, whether it's full-time service or just to serve in a local church for the rest of your life, surrender. Surrender, Lord, I surrender to you. I, I, I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Uh, serve God and start now. Start now while you're young. Uh, start now. No, 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 no. Well, you know, I just need to go out and see what the world's about. No, you don't. There's nothing out there worth searching for. Serve God now while you're young. Serve your mom and dad. Serve your elders around the church. Humble yourself and serve your peers. Be the best servant in youth group. Oh, quit trying to be the coolest one in the youth group. And serve people. You'll not go wrong living a life of service. A couple more. Sacrifice of giving. The sacrifice of giving will cause you uh, will cost you some of your possessions. Philippians 4.18 says this, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And I'll just say it again, with, with Faith Promise Sunday coming up this, this Sunday, and, and, all, and, and, and I think I said it at the beginning of the month, Certainly, if you, if you don't even tithe yet, faith promise isn't for you. It begins with giving your tithe on a regular basis. The first 10% of everything you make belongs to God. It's His. It's His. Yeah. But I want you to give as God would have you to give and watch Him bless you. You know, some of you need to learn that you can tithe your way out of debt. Oh, preacher, I just can't afford to tithe. You can't afford not to tithe. And if you begin to tithe the way that God would have you to tithe, you'll be amazed how He can get you out of debt. Luke 6.38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. I'm telling you, God's way, of, God's, way, God's way of giving works. Let God, let God prove that He can take care of your needs. He can take care of those as you give the way he, he would have you to give. But I've just got one more. The sacrifice of the blood. And that has cost you Nothing. That costs you nothing. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 says, But faith, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, being, by, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. See, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. 
when he shed his blood and died for our sins, the sins of mankind, and paid our sin debt. He set the standard. Because he has freely done so much for us, shouldn't we we be willing to sacrifice anything for him? Our preacher just wants us to sacrifice. Let me stop right there. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, no, 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 no. I don't want you to sacrifice for me. I, I want you to get that idea completely out of your head. It's, this is not about me. It's all about him. He's the one that set this standard. Come on, everything we looked at is right there in the book. Sacrifice. It's a standard of God. And since he sacrificed everything for us, shouldn't we be willing to sacrifice anything for him? Anything he would deal with us about? What are you holding on to that needs to be sacrificed on the altar tonight? What are you holding on to? What is it that God keeps dealing with you about? that you're doing shouldn't be doing or not doing that you should be doing what is it he set the standard I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service what needs to be done in your life this Wednesday night would be a good time to uh, talk to him about that. To lay some things on the altar and not pick them up. Maybe you just need to lay your life on the altar tonight. Whatever God wants you to do, that's all I want you to do. Whatever God has for you, that's exactly what I want for you. Let's all stand. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you deal with us the way that you do. Thank you that, thank, I thank you that you never give up on us. You don't give up on us. And you deal with us as individuals. You, you speak to people's hearts about certain things in their own life. And whatever you might be dealing with someone about, Lord, that's all I want them to, uh, that's all that I want them to deal with even tonight. Whatever it might be something that's in their life.